Episode 1 is brought to you by Andaman's Random Ad Placement Services. Inconveniencing and annoying listeners, have you considered Grandma's taste of earth granola bites, giving you none of the taste or flavour of the normal snack you enjoy at only three times the price? Monsoon Jackson, Series 2, Episode 1, History. Monsoon woke with a start. The sterile white walls, broken only by some artwork he had to think was found near the bins. He was in a ward on his own. A danger to society. The killer of Lisa Tors, not to mention droves of her office staff. A single, deranged man who'd caused millions in damage during his rampage. That was his legacy for now. The pain from Monsoon's new electronic eye was fading at last. Pain aside, it had been hugely disappointing to learn that these EIs did not come with auto-targeting, super-zoom, or even a killer laser mode. Apparently, civilians were not entitled to anything above a standard EI. Also, the killer laser mode would be impractical, and no doubt cause complications at family gatherings when he got drunk and tried to show off. Monsoon blinked. The EI was still not in sync with his real one. It caused a strange and disconcerting delayed shutter effect, almost exactly but not really quite like being drunk. Like water. His doctor had insisted that this was because he was not practicing enough. It was important he laid in the hospital bed and blinked a lot, but this was not Monsoon's milieu. Also, he wasn't going to give his detail the satisfaction of recording him blinking like Blinky McBlinky face. There was already enough social media with Monsoon's face on none of it positive. It seemed his arrest had led to people finding unflattering images and carefully editing video clips to show him in the worst of lights. Okay, he was hitting that criminal during the arrest, but to be fair, that criminal had just shot two children and was so amped up on drugs that he was fighting like a wild animal. Okay, he was dragging that criminal out by one of his feet, but that was to stop him running away from the murder he'd just committed. Okay, he had just pushed that criminal back over a porch step But that was because, well, actually, that had been poor judgment on his behalf. He was having a bad day. More than that, Monsoon's instinct was telling him that this was being driven, directed, and encouraged. People didn't have the attention span to keep on the same news story for this long. There was always something new they could spew their bile at, to keep their thoughts away from how their own lives were so empty and pointless. If someone was, then who? Several names sprang to mind, but overall, he kept coming back to inevitably, for those who were already along for the journey, Elijah. Although they'd never officially split up, Monsoon thought it safe to assume that being the direct cause of you killing your own mother was likely to put a dampener on the relationship. With that said, he still couldn't quite see Elijah working among the unfavorable and disregarded. He'd been a spaceport attendant, Hardly a breeding ground for malcontent and criminality, yet he had his mother's genes in him. Perhaps they'd lain dormant until the death of his mother triggered a change in him. 
Of course, this was all conjecture to keep his mind away from the reality of his own circumstances. Fortunately, it wouldn't be too long before he came to understand how accurate his conjecture was. Monsoon's strength was returning. Using up what little medical savings he'd accrued, his battle-scarred body had just about forgiven the stupidity he'd put it through. Despite so many negative prognoses from the doctors, his body had washed out all the chemicals from the moleskin and the kickers, not to mention bonding with his new arm and eye. Whether he liked it or not, he was the poster boy for the Venn's artificial parts industry. In fact, he was genuinely surprised they hadn't been round to offer him a deal. Notoriety was surely something the PR team could work with. I mean, it would require them to do some work, but... Well, perhaps that was why. Monsoon tested his arm. Unfortunately, it looked as if all the useful applications had been removed, particularly the Machina Industries' patented cloaking function. It seemed as if the Solar Force were not taking any more chances with him. To be fair, they were right. No one wanted to go to jail, especially when you were someone who'd put a decent number of the prisoners in there. While he'd been assured of top-level incarceration, this would not keep him safe for long. He was confident that Kill Monsoon would feature on the prisoner's to-do list while he spent time deep inside Pluto. On the upside, he was alive. It had occurred to him that Elijah would have been well within his emotional rights to kill him while he laid unconscious in the aftermath of the firefight with his mother. The fact he'd allowed him to live was likely to mean something really quite unpleasant in Monsoon's future. For now, he was in a comfortable bed, getting better each day, and most importantly, had time to think and plan. Planning ahead was all Monsoon had left now, and he needed to choose wisely. This was not a game. He only had the one life, and very much intended to keep hold of it for as long as was humanly possible. Monsoon had hoped to come up with an eloquent and sophisticated plan involving clever twists and surprising revelations. However, it always came back to run. Run, Monsoon, run. And the irony was not missed on him. All those years, the mantra of the Solar Force, only the guilty run. On some level, he was guilty, but really for minor misdemeanors and some bad choices, not the murder he was on trial for. That was Elijah's parting gift to him. When the Solar Force arrived, they assumed all the deaths were due to Monsoon. While most were, the most important one, the one he was formally charged with, had been Elijah's kill. Monsoon didn't regard the fact that the rest of the deaths had been ruled out, on, at best, dubious self-defense grounds as fortunate, but instead as a clear indication someone was controlling events. It was farcical to only be charged for one death when there was a building strewn with bodies, and video footage showing just one man killing them all. But there it was. The employees were not considered worthy of court time. The death of the wealthy Lisa Tors had to be the sole point of focus. Monsoon glanced over at the clock. Oh good, his court-appointed lawyer would be arriving shortly to explain, once again, in depressing and exacting detail just how much trouble Monsoon was in. He pulled the sheets up and drifted back to sleep. His dreams wouldn't let him escape his reality, but 
At least, it was a change of scenery for a while. Monsoon woke to the sound of a loud cough. That would be his lawyer, then, exhibiting all the subtlety that his career choice afforded him. Nice of you to join me, Monsoon. Mard smiled his creepy smile, betraying the unfranchious nature of the man he was. He sat down and opened up his virtual tablet. Several screens flickered into life, all of which appeared to contain bad news for Monsoon. So what upbeat news do you have for me today, Mard? A pardon, perhaps? Thanking me for all my loyal service to fighting crime? Up until... well... No, almost the exact opposite, in fact. The presiding judge has changed her mind. She feels that everyone found dead in Tor's Tower should form part of the trial. And for each count of murder, to enforce the statutory maximum of 75 years. While they're still attempting to glue some of the bodies back together, the current estimate is around 41 dead, excluding Lisa Tors. Well, that's certainly something to look forward to. Imagine how long that trial will take. I'll be retired before she gets to the verdict. It's surprisingly not that complicated. The court recognizes that trying you separately for each death would be lengthy, costly, and not in the public interest. As in, the public would lose interest? Mard afforded Monsoon a brief, curt smile. As in, they will trial you collectively for the massacre at Tor's Towers and deliver a single judgment. Could you perhaps not use the word massacre when, you know, you're in the courts defending me? Mard ignored Monsoon and scrolled through some virtual pages. You need a sign here. Sign for what? That you agree to be tried at one go. Monsoon stared at Mard for much longer than was really necessary before responding. They want me to agree to save them time and money while also charging me with all the deaths and... What, 2,000 years life imprisonment when they presumably find me guilty seeing as how everyone appears to have made up their mind already? 3,150 years to be precise, and yes, they are. They've suggested you may be able to reduce your sentence with good behavior, so, you know, it's not all negative. Monsoon was about to hurl abuse at his lawyer, but then realized there was little point in bothering. As much as it felt Mard was not working as hard as he could to defend him, it would probably get worse if he antagonized him. He was not sure how it could get worse, but he was confident a lawyer could find a way if they needed to. Mard tilted the virtual screen towards Monsoon and pointed at the signature line. And this is the best deal you've been able to get. Mard said nothing but again pointed to the line. With a flourish, Monsoon signed the form. There was a brief pause while his signature was analyzed, then an overly chirpy beep to confirm the form was official. What's going to happen to me in prison? What safeguards have you agreed? What assurances do I have that there's some chance that I'll stay alive for longer than it takes the transport craft to leave the landing pad? I hear they have an excellent catalogue of films from yesteryear. Maybe catch up on all the classics. 
I could do you a list if you like. Funnily enough, I've recorded shows about my favorites. That'll help you while away the hours. Cruelly, Monsoon ignored Mard's obvious enthusiasm for old films. And the safety bit? Mard switched his virtual tablet off and looked around at the door. The guard stood outside was flirting with the nurse, or at least so he thought, rather than the nurse being somewhat ironically patient with him. He leant in and spoke softly with Monsoon. Look, you know as well as I do, this is your death sentence. You'll get convicted because there are too many influential people involved who think this is a vote winner, or in debt to someone more powerful. Due to that, you'll get the maximum sentence and die soon after you reach Pluto. I would suggest you consider alternative plans that, as your lawyer, I absolutely forbid you to think about, if you want to stay alive. Before Monsoon had a chance to respond, Mard abruptly stood up and nodded a farewell. He tapped on the door. The nurse breathed a visible sigh of relief as the guard turned to unlock the door and she was able to slip away into the myriad of corridors. Mard left and the guard closed the door, checking it was correctly locked. For a while he looked at Monsoon, then shook his head as if disappointed. That was a reaction Monsoon was immune to by this point. Monsoon woke to his secure door opening while the guard walked away off down the corridor. In the frame was a face he was genuinely surprised to see. The door didn't shut completely. Cluna Senior was a frail figure and yet the intensity in his eyes made it clear his hatred still burned bright. Monsoon prepared to defend himself as best he could, but Cluna Senior waved a dismissive hand at him. If I'd wanted you dead, you'd already be there. Monsoon relaxed. He had to admit that was probably true. What brings you here? Another ill-behaved family member murdering innocent people? Cluna Senior smiled at Monsoon. I'd have thought you'd be fine with that, given your circumstances. Monsoon tipped a nod to him. He got him there. No, I wanted to see you in person to say that I've been elected in place of the murdered Councillor Bell. I made it part of my campaign promise to bring his killer to justice, see them prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Monsoon played his best poker face. Imagine, 3,225 years. I mean, no amount of good behavior would make a dent in that sentence. Cluna Senior moved closer to Monsoon, like a far stronger animal sensing just how weak its prey really was. And, even better, I decided to work with someone you used to know well. Can you imagine what exciting adventures we can come up with for you to endure? Much to Cluna Senior's surprise, Monsoon pushed up from the bed and managed to grab him by the throat. Why not make it 3,300 years? Hardly makes any difference, does it? Cluna Senior managed to pull back from Monsoon, the security straps keeping Monsoon from moving any further. He rubbed his throat briefly, but then smiled back at Monsoon. 
It's not even begun yet, Monsoon. You're alive because we want you to experience every pain we have planned for you. We'll enjoy watching you suffer. See how much the famous ex-space detective can really take when it's all on him. With that, Cluna Senior went back to the door and left without looking round once. The door was still open and Monsoon was trying everything he could to slip his security straps. While he was engaged in this struggle, he didn't immediately notice someone else entering the room. At first, he thought it was a nurse, but she did not move like one. Monsoon stretched and prepared for what was to come. Then, he looked more closely at the face. There was something familiar about it, something kind. He remembered. The would-be nurse stood at the end of Monsoon's bed and smiled at him. Not a cruel or foreboding smile, the ones he was used to by now, but one with warmth and genuine emotion in it. That was it. His brain had finally managed to find the image lost somewhere in his long-term memory. Engineer, Carla. Just call me Carla. I'm not at work at the moment. Your voice... it's different. People change, Monsoon. He smiled back at her. You shouldn't be here. You could get into all sorts of trouble and I'm not worth it, believe me. You've fallen, Monsoon. But you're not yet lost. Go forward. That is where you need to be. I don't understand you. I didn't understand that the last time. Who are you? Carla said nothing. Instead, she pushed a small piece of circuitry into his hand, then moved gracefully back to the door and left without further words, just as the guard was returning to his station. He quickly closed the door and looked around furtively should anyone else be taking an interest. Fortunately, this was a hospital, and everyone was too busy trying to keep people alive. A mission which, ironically, was being wasted on Monsoon. Monsoon stared at the ceiling. His trial was approaching and all signs were pointing to it being a brief and ultimately negative outcome for him. He'd hoped that the powerful friends and acquaintances he'd made over the years would step in to support him, but the silence had been deafening. In fact, several of them had gone public to discredit him and explain how they'd felt threatened by Monsoon, but too scared and ashamed to talk about it. Until now when all the reality channels were paying top value for their stories. If they played their cards right, they could be on the circuit for years. Monsoon was alone. He'd burned every bridge, except, except for Engineer Carla. What was that about? And why make the effort to visit him and then be so damn cryptic? Perhaps she was one of the games Cluna Senior was playing to give Monsoon hope, to show him the smallest shaft of light above him, wait for him to climb towards it and then kick dirt into the crack. And yet, it didn't feel wrong. She felt genuine and Monsoon still trusted his instinct. So maybe there was still a few looking out for him, trying their best to find a way back for him. Yes, let's go with that thought. 
It was far better than the one that pervaded every waking moment. Monsoon was about to look at the piece of circuitry when he glanced at the clock. Oh no. It was time for Mard's final visit before the trial. No doubt to give him another uplifting speech about never giving up, even against the insurmountable odds he was facing. Then Monsoon remembered who Mard was. It was probably to make sure his account was settled before, well, before Monsoon was no longer able to make financial transactions out in the real world. On the dot, Mard entered his room and sat down. He opened up his virtual tablet and swiped through several pages without even recognizing Monsoon's existence. Monsoon coughed, then coughed again deliberately loud. Mard didn't look and just waved a hand at him to silence him. Monsoon gave up and waited for him to finish. He was visibly irritated. Mard stopped and looked directly at Monsoon. You're also being charged with the murder of Councillor Bell. Is there anyone else I should know about before we go to trial? Maybe a small moon where you killed everyone because you were just doing your job? Monsoon was about to respond, but Mard cut across him. You realize how impossible this is for me, trying to defend a serial killer? Well, that's hardly fair. I would have thought my motivation was pretty obvious. Mard tried to slam his virtual tablet shut, remembered he couldn't, and with some annoyance, shoved the unit back into his suit pocket while still switched on. The still switched on battery warning beep started beeping. He yanked the unit out of his pocket and stabbed repeatedly at it until it switched off. There's nothing I can do for you. There's barely any point in me being in the court. I've reviewed the recently recovered video footage, and while it doesn't quite show you murdering everyone, it pretty much shows you murdering a large number of them. Being the only armed person in the building, I'd be surprised if the judge wasn't summing you up before you've sat down. Monsoon was, for the first time in quite some time, shocked. There can't be any recovered footage. Because? I disabled all the video feeds. Because? Now, this was a difficult one to answer, but to be honest, Monsoon was past caring at this stage. I didn't want the event recorded. Yes, well, you see why I'm not going to use that as part of your pitifully weak defense. You know those recordings are fake, don't you? What if they were... What difference would that make? I'm not going to say we know it's fake because you disabled the video feed before you went on your killing spree. I have to try and retain some credibility after this trial. You're right. This is about you. It's important we don't lose sight of that. Mard was about to swear but managed to hold it in. He stood up, brushed himself down as a calming mechanism and walked towards the door. Just before he left, he turned and looked directly at Monsoon. I wish I could have done more, found a way to explain your actions away, but you're a killer, Monsoon. No matter how you want to believe you're a weapon of justice, in the eyes of the sane, you're a brutal murderer who can't be part of our collective future. Mard left the room with what, in fact, was his most sincere closing statement. 
Monsoon opened his hand and the small piece of circuitry lit up. It briefly read, Corvus oculum corvi non eruit, before fizzling and smoking itself inoperable. Monsoon smiled briefly and fell into one of the better sleeps he'd had in a long time. With my thanks, this episode was voiced by Adam Roach as the narrator and the voice of Monsoon Jackson, with Heather Dent Cowan as the voice of the adverts. Additional voices, Adam Roach as Mard, Cromchy York as Carla, and Dirk Mags as Queen Senior. Written and edited by Andy Case, the Lightmotif Productions Limited, copyright 2020. <laughs>